0: Hey, Teresa. Hey, Sam. How has your week been?
1: Oh, it's been really good. Um, my roommates don't really listen to this podcast, but one of my roommates got into grad school yesterday. let After she applied five days earlier. Isn't that crazy? So congrats. Shout out, Emmeline. Got into Trinity congrats. in in Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Sam. Um <laughs> So yeah, I wanted to shout her out. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's been a kind of crazy week, mostly because I just couldn't get off Twitter since Monday because of the GameStop stuff that's been going on. Have you been paying attention?
1: Yes, yeah, Sam. Um, you know, as someone who doesn't really know much about stocks, I was wondering <laughs> if you could explain to our audience succinctly What's going on with this GameStop, um, Reddit, Wall Street Bro uh, feud?
0: Okay, hey, so it involves like one of my favorite things, which is Reddit. I was gonna say two, but like I don't really care about GameStop. Um, I don't want to explain it because that's way too much pressure to like be wrong. But what I do know is that GameStop stock went way up. A lot of people made money. A lot of people that I know that do not care about stocks at all made like a thousand (laughs) dollars it's just um good to see it's good to see
1: (laughs) why do i feel like you're like a celebrity in the big short except for you failed at explaining
0: (laughs) i just know that it's been a lot of fun a lot of people have been really angry and like really passionate and it's just always good to see people getting mad on twitter so
1: well Thankfully, I don't have any money to invest anything in the first place. (laughs) Moving along to today's show, we're super excited because we have a great episode for you guys today. Um, On this week's episode, we will be interviewing young Morpheus over a cup of Dr. Pepper.
0: Great, let's get into it. So for today's drink, we've chosen um, a classic, Dr. Pepper. And for me personally, Dr. Pepper, I've always preferred it to most other sodas. Um, I know Teresa's not a big soda fan, but definitely has the edge over Coke and Pepsi for me. If I'm ever like going to an event in a soft drink needs to be brought, I always go with Dr. Pepper because it's the one that other people won't drink, but that you can just like have as your drink all night. Um, So that's my (laughs) rationale for Dr. Pepper. Also, someone told me that it was spicy um, a couple months ago. And yeah, I just haven't really been able to get that out of my head because if you think Dr. Pepper is spicy, like are you okay <laughs> what foods can you eat
1: the whites the whites be calling everything spicy but i see where they're coming from it's like licorice spicy not like actual spicy you know it's like a flavor more than a feeling
0: yeah i mean i to me it just tastes like cherries
1: yeah um i don't really like dr Babber. <laughs> um but if y'all wanted a fun fact to share at your next um zoom icebreaker here's one for you dr pepper was created in the 1880s by pharmacist charles alderton in waco texas and was first served in 1885 so
0: um yeah fun thanks for the facts i really appreciate it i'll never forget yep (laughs) but moving on to our interview today we are joined by an incredible guest Young Morpheus, he recently released the album States of Precarity in January of this year. Um, It's an awesome record, and he's just in general a super productive artist. Um, I didn't go through and count all of the releases that he's released in the past year, but he's constantly collaborating with people. He's also a producer, so he's dropped a beat tape or two. Um, And yeah, his music, it's really something... Different. It blends a lot of styles that you can normally hear, but he really puts his own spin on it, um, interacts with a lot of different textures, and dives into really like lyrically dark material. Teresa, what did you think of States of Precarity?
1: Yeah, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of like really um, pretty, like old samples. And when I was listening to States of Precarity, Yeah, there were just so many awesome samples that he used. Um, And obviously, um, the lyrics were really beautiful. And I think me and Sam talked about this before, but um, we initially thought a lot of his themes came from like being in the pandemic and writing in the pandemic. But we learned that a lot of it was written before. Um, So that was interesting to know um and also definitely like elevates his project to a different level. Um so with that we are just gonna dive into this episode and um talk to young Morpheus about his recently released album States of Precarity.
0: All right let's call him up right now.
2: Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well uh, my bad y'all Give me one second of shit
0: No, you're all good
2: I bet, I'm gonna make some some tea right quick And be right at y'all
0: <laughs> Sounds perfect
2: I bet Where are
0: you calling from? I'm in Long
2: Beach right now, bro
0: Oh, that's nice yeah. yeah, I'm in New York and Teresa's in
2: Philly so Okay, I bet Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: We're from Chicago
2: Okay, so. fire I've never been to Chicago, yo what? Oh, really? I know. All of, I got a couple of homies out there, but I never got the chance to like cake it out there and shit. I just know yeah. All...
0: I mean, just reading about you, it seems like you've been everywhere in the country. So I'm surprised you've never <laughs> been to Chicago. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm surprised too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, we really like, like the I new album, and appreciate. wanted to ask like a bit about the new album, and then a bit about just your work process
2: in general. Hell yeah, yo. Y'all go to Penn or some shit?
1: Wait, I go to Penn, yeah.
2: Okay, because well, oh. it said U-Penn on the Zoom and shit.
1: Okay, I was surprised. I was like, wait, that's so random that you assumed that I
2: went to Penn. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I saw that shit and, like, had a gang of homies that went to Penn, so I was going there, like, a lot when, uh, when I was in college. Like, maybe the last first two years, I was going to U-Penn oh, a lot really? to visit people and shit.
1: Wait, like oh, really? your
2: friends there? Yeah, like the fr- my first serious person I dated was going there. And then I had gang of homies in Philly and shit.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> have mixed feelings yeah. about Penn. very you mixed. You said what?
2: Mixed feelings? I feel you.
1: Yep. I'm <laughs> like already
2: grateful, knowing
1: Grateful to be here, but also kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's the fucking the thing with them type of schools, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah I know. No, I know.
0: That's something we kind of wanted
2: to ask about actually
0: was um, we saw you went to school in Boston and that you, I don't know, I saw in a profile that you kind of struggled with college just not really liking it that much and not getting that much out of it creatively. And I was wondering if you had any advice to people like in our position now, college students, on how to like get the most out of their experience, like creatively or otherwise.
2: Shit, finesse them niggas, man. (laughs) <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. That's the only advice I have to cats who are like not white, who are in that environment trying to like figure out what it is. Finesse them niggas for everything you can get. Like any auxiliary scholarship so you can go out of the country and da da all that type of shit. Run that shit up. Because it's still a fucking it's a game, you know. It's it's a weird game it's a weird game and they want us to lose (laughs) like they really want us to lose I feel like most niggas who's like like a little like academically inclined and wind up going to school and shit like year two three you start being like oh shit I shouldn't have paid for this like this was cool and I learned some cool stuff but I could have just learned this myself,
1: Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Dude, with online school, that's like amplified times.
2: I can't even imagine how it feels for y'all now. I was thinking about that shit.
1: It feels like I was like, I could be reading a Wikipedia page and (laughs) get- You know what Yeah. Um, Oh, crazy. Also for the purposes of this show, so we are called Two Virgins because we usually drink a virgin drink on the show. So what type of tea are you making?
2: Um it's some ginger honey tea and shit. Okay. Know, okay. I mean?
1: Nice. Very detox.
2: Yeah, nah, that's my shit. As much as I smoke, I gotta run that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gotta
2: balance, yeah. You know,
0: yeah, and to pivot over to the music. Um I know that you're you're just productive in general. You dropped a bunch of albums recently, but I know that you said that "States of Precarity" has a special place in your heart. What made this What made this project so special to you?
2: Cause uh, that's a good question, yo. Cause this nigga has been doing a lot. Like that one is like I don't know. It's the first one since basically, if I don't if you don't count "Black Scamato, that's the first joint since like. 2016 that I did by myself. You know what I mean? It's like just a Young Morpheus solo record. And I've been sitting on that shit for like maybe a year and a half, to be honest. Like, there's two songs that are newer that happened during that time period, but the bulk of that stuff was like recorded at a very wild time in my life and shit. Like, the nigga was, didn't have a crib. You know what I mean? Like was having very serious bouts with like mental shit, you know what I mean? It was a wild moment. And it was that's that's just just a snapshot of like maybe eight months where I was just out here like fucking figuring it out, getting to the meat of it really. So that's the main reason, you know, because it's that's all me right there. Like the other shit is that's also me, but it's me with somebody else for the most part, so you seeing like myself, but complimenting or supplementing someone else or like having a dialogue with a close friend of mine or some shit. Whereas like I did 60% of the production on this, you know what I mean? It's not my baby, all of them my babies, but that's like, if I was to asexually reproduce, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that baby type shit.
1: Yeah, thank you for that um, visualization of
2: work. <laughs> yo. i you like separating two.
1: I can see it now. Um, <laughs> and so like, yeah, I guess what kind of qualities or values do you derive from like working more solo by yourself and like collaborating mm-hmm. with like artists you admire?
2: You mean like, what's the like, what's the difference, I guess? yeah so
1: you like yeah what do you take away word. from those different experiences oh,
2: okay word um i guess i'll start with the like with the dolo shit that's i don't know the best way to say that is like on um, that shit feels like the most cathartic in a way to me because a lot of when it's when i'm doing like a project it's just a solo joint. i'm really like for the most part, totally isolated. You know what I mean? Removed from this social context right now or not, like, very, like, I'm in my room. I ain't seen niggas for, like, two months. I'm trying to figure it out right now. And that could, that don't even mean, like, just doing the shit all the time. That could be, like, yo, today I'm just smoking and, like, watching documentaries and shit. You know what I mean? It's a very, like, I'm diving within myself, yo. I'll see y'all when I come back, I'll have something. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, when I tap in with my homies, it's that, but more like, hey, I dipped inside my bag. Here's what I have to offer to the to the meal. What are we making today? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you come over to your homie's house and you cooking some shit, you're like, yo, I bought this. I bought this. Okay, I brought this over. Like, I got all these ill vegetables I just picked and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I like to... I like to think about shit in a like cooking way a lot, so it feels like making an ill meal with somebody that you like love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd say that's the difference, or what I gather get from both of them. You know, you get a new perspective from someone that's not yourself when it comes to making work. There's certain shit that niggas like attack in ways that I wouldn't attack. That has me like, yo, nice. I might have to let me tweak it. Let me let me erase that part of the formula and add something new because that's a good idea you know what I mean
0: yeah Yeah. that makes a lot of sense and kind of on that note it seemed like and you were just talking about how you kind of like go in your show when you're making stuff solo and I noticed that isolation was a pretty major theme on this project and I thought it might have something to do with the pandemic but I didn't realize that most of this was recorded way before that um Is that something that just naturally happens for you when you record music solo?
2: Yeah, yo, like, I pretty much be on, like, I got my close circle of homies, but I really be on my lone dog shit for the most part, you know what I mean? So that shit comes out a lot when it's, like, when it's personal creation time, and I really wanted to, like, shed off all the, like, peel back the onion a little bit. Like, niggas know the character of young Morpheus and the, like, you know, that nigga smoke weed, he don't like cops, he don't like white people, like, just trying to give niggas a little more, like, why, you know what I mean? Like, and remember in the Shrek shit, <laughs> where, where donkeys like, ogres is like parfaits. <laughs> like, that shit. <laughs> right now, we like onions. <laughs> trying to get to the bottom of the onion.
1: <laughs> yeah, you really do think of things relating to cooking and food. <laughs> Yo.
2: <laughs> that's my shit I'll be cooking all the time They're, them shits is one and the same in my head for real uh,
1: Um, kind of pivoting a little um, yeah. I feel like I noticed that family and especially like your chosen family are kind of central to your new project so can you talk a little bit about how like family in any sense of the word influences your creativity
2: Word. that's a good question because uh, a lot of those voices that you hear like the only person that's on that joint is, uh, the good homegirl, Joy Postel, but like the other voices that you hear throughout the shits, like not the, not the one interlude that's like a sister talking, that's very, uh, that's like clearly some old shit. The rest of that shit is just my fam and shit. Like the, the nigga, the dude at the end of niggas is my dad. Um... The girl walking at the end of, I think it's Thutmose, is my sister, Uh, and the dude talking on the outro in Jamaica and Patois and shit is my uncle and shit, who got, like, deported and shit. So, fam was very, very, like, I guess that's part of why this shit was wild, and I said this shit was wild close to me and shit, because I was trying to like, show niggas that, like, this is, this is, these are some of the pieces that made who I am, you know what I mean, like, yeah, what chosen, the chosen fam part is interesting because i found a lot of time when you choose your fam, sometimes them niggas choose to not be a fam, you know what I'm saying, so. Yeah,
0: wait, talk a little more about that, what do you mean by that?
2: I do know. I've been very, I've, I guess I'm like jaded and shit, but I'd be very wary of like, like, boom, this person's, this is my, my friend. You know what I mean? Like you are, yeah. So that's kind of part of why that joint don't really have, it just has joy on it because a lot of, I just wanted to be like, yo, I'm. this is how I would be for the most part. I'd be by myself. Like, and just flushing this shit out. Of Dolo, I've, Done the like, oh no, yeah, shit just happened and niggas jaded, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To to save it and not make it super long because I could go on forever, you know.
0: Totally. No, that makes sense. I saw you tweeting about um doom uh, a couple weeks ago when yep. he passed, and I kind of heard some of that influence in your work. Tell me if I'm wrong, um, but and like putting on like. Not putting on a character but portraying like this image of like a villain at times. And could you just talk about did he influence your work at all? Um, and like how how it was the work affect you?
2: For sure, yo. I mean that shit's a given. That nigga is the father to like all of our styles in some way, even the cats who like like me and all my peers, you know what I mean? That nigga is your dad in some some form or fashion, straight up. Like. Yeah, yo, that's the first nigga that like I heard that shit when I was like in fucking maybe 5th grade or some shit, yo. Like put that shit on my PSP back when niggas was had, had little PSPs and shit. You could put the memory card in and put music on that joint. And I think it was The Mouse and the Mask that was the first Doom record that I heard and, like, downloaded entirely off of LimeWire and was bugging because I was on Adult Swim shit, you know what I mean? And that's the joint that has all the, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force shit in it. And it was my first time being like, yo, you could really do whatever you want. Like, you don't got to be, like, this is what a rap nigga is. Like, you don't got to do that at all. And you can go, like, very dark if you want to. Because I was pretty, I was very influenced by a lot of the, uh, the like Victor Vaughn shit. Niggas don't be talking about that shit. The Victor Vaughn shit was definitely influential on in, like how I approach like the, like fucking with darker topics and shit. You know what I mean? Because that nigga got a, and those vaudeville, the vaudeville villain album and Venomous Villain, he got like a couple joints where he just talking about like, I'm in the future, killing cops and da 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 da. You know what I mean? Yo, you could do that. That's tight. Why don't niggas do that more? Like, I get the block shit and the other shit, but it's tight to just be like, "Yo, I'm this this good evil nigga." You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no,
1: no. That
2: line a lot. Like, it ain't no one or the other. That line needs to be blurred, and I like doing that shit. Like, yeah.
1: And I kind of see that like, I don't know, the kind of abstractness in your um, cover for States of Precarity, Mm -hmm. you talk about kind of like where this piece of art came from and like why it's like centered, like in the middle amongst like white space.
2: Or my homie, uh, okay, Ofamata, who goes by uh, Steven, I believe that's his middle name. Um, he came up with that piece, yo. I kind of I sent him the album like when it was maybe forty five percent done, honestly, and told him what was like on my mind at the time. And I had just read a book. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was some like Black Anarchist book that had like that phrase in there: "States of Precarity," and I was. And like I said, that time in life was wild weird. And I was thinking about how, like, niggas have to always be in a, like, a state of precariousness. Like, you always have to be cautious of what the fuck is going on, no matter what scenario that is. So I told him that shit. And then uh, I was like, yo, listen to it and think about that. But do whatever you feel after that. Like, I don't need it to look one way. Just do whatever that, that looks like to you. And then he fucking sent me that shit. I was like, yo, there it is in a nutshell. Like, the the dude looking to the side at the top and shit. Like, all the different shits going on. The one nigga, like, with his head turned. It, that was one of those moments where it was like, I ain't really need to say nothing. Like, I told bro what I wanted or, like, what the the themes were. And... We're we're pretty cool, and he's kind of my favorite, not kind of, definitely my favorite, like, visual artist right now, so that came together pretty seamlessly, for real, for real.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of art, and I loved how it tied into, like, the singles, too, and how it was, like, this whole package that came together. Thanks, Um, yo. Yeah, and I was wondering, when you were working with an artist on one of your projects, like, Joy Postel, how is it? different than doing a collaboration um with like a producer or collaboration with another artist oh
2: word word i feel you like having somebody on one of my albums and shit yeah yeah i guess it's different because when it's my shit i know what i want like i have a very clear idea of like yo it's gonna sound like it from top to bottom it's gonna sound like this i want it to run like this your place and this is here you know what I mean? Whereas, like, with other niggas, I'm pretty down to flesh it out and go wherever it might take take us. But with Joy and shit, that was definitely like a, yo, I made this beat, I rhymed on this, you need to be on this. Like, you, I don't want nobody else on here. If you're not on this, nobody's gonna be on the album. I'm not about to do the, like, somebody else should sing on this. Like, nah. Like, made that and was like, yo, Joy, because she's ill, yo, she's ill, and that's low key, that's like the homegirl from from early, early, because she had me play at one of my first shows where I, like, first bigger shows in Baltimore and shit, and that's where I met Obliv and shit, so I was like, yo, I got to boom, boom, that's part of the story right there. So I guess to answer the question succinctly is when I'm doing some shit like that, I know what I want from the person and just like tell them, like, yo, rock this joint. As opposed to, like, let's listen to some shit and figure out what we gonna do. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah.
1: And um, one thing that I really like about your songs in general are, like, the song titles. And (laughs) the one that struck me, um, where this album was... I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, even though I took French for five years. Um, Chico (laughs) de Kem.
2: Yes, that is right.
1: And it was like this bougie wine. And then I listened to the song and I was like, I I don't know. So can you explain, (laughs) please?
2: For sure, yo. Uh, I don't know. That shit just sounded expensive to me. (laughs) Like, high key. That was the main shit. I just wanted, like... That was the reason that I named that shit. I wanted niggas to be like, what the fuck is Chateau de Kim?" Like, what the fuck? Because, I don't know, certain joints, like, niggas be talking about, like, manifesting stuff sometimes, and they raps in ways. It's like, I said that I did, like, I was talking about this thing that I didn't have because I wanted to manifest it, and then I got it later on. And I don't really be, I don't like that shit a lot. Because, like, I don't be liking a lie, even if it's, like, to say that soon I will be there or whatever. So, niggas just want to throw that shit in the names and shit. Like, boom, we just going to name that title that. Because one day I'm going to cop a bottle of that and be like, yo, remember the first album had that Chateau Ducaire? Look at this bottle, nigga. 1836. Like,
1: come on. I feel like you're setting yourself up for, like, a success beat, you know? like remember back when also as, as, back
2: someone,
1: as someone who likes to flex their french when i can't i was like sam how the fuck do i pronounce this <laughs> so you got the reaction you want hey
2: fire boom hell yeah <laughs> that shit looks wild it's a wild looking word with the y like d apostrophe yq like it's just a striking looking phrase in itself
0: yeah, as someone who's taken, as someone who's taken no French, I didn't even try to pronounce it. I just, <laughs> I just let it go.
2: Uh, château de something. Uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't even get the château. I was just like cow
2: <laughs> I feel you, yo.
0: But yeah, just um, wrapping up the conversation on the album, and then we want to talk a little bit about the future stuff. Um, what is one thing that you want people to take away from states of precarity?
2: Shit. Uh, the honesty is key. I think that's the main thing, yo. Just like, be honest with yourself, be honest with your surroundings. That's the whole point of that. Like, that was me finally being honest with myself with the platform that I have. So I hope niggas can hear that and be like, yo, how much love is do you and there's a lot of shit going on that makes you not want to do you it's like ah oh, fuck maybe I, uh maybe I shouldn't do that because of this like don't do that do you that's the one thing I want Nate to take from this for sure
1: yeah I see no, you talk a lot about like you know like not being like a follower like a participant um, and like what for you, like what type of artists influence you to do that and what type of artists you think like do that really well? Shit.
2: I mean hmm, That's a good question. Yeah. I Mean I get the people to come to mind for real is like like the nigga who did the artwork for the for the Black Panthers and shit, who did like all who did the symbol and like all of those. Uh, there's a oh, damn. I wish I could remember brother's name right now, but there's an entire book of all of his like drawings and stuff that was like in the Panther newsletters and shit like that. Dad, um, brother, uh, musically, cats like Jay the Damager. That was like one of the first times I heard shit. And was like, ooh. <laughs> He just going kind of crazy about whatever. That song The Frustrated Nigga is just like about being an angry nigga. Like hard. Uh more mother, uh Queen from Philly, like bitch, You know what I mean? Like that's that's the work right there the niggas is trying to do. For real, for real niggas like that. I know there's names escaping me right now, but and a part of that is because a lot of niggas ain't doing it, to be honest. There's only a couple that come to mind that like you know, niggas will do their nod to shit, like niggas be throwing their fucking Black Lives Matter in, in raps and shit now, like but niggas ain't doing the like the real, real work. Yeah,
0: yeah we had more mother on a couple months ago, and it was incredible.
2: Uh, sure yeah, was, yo. I, I really want to link with sis, she's the truth. I she hope, it.
0: yeah, she's so dope. Um, and normally, we oh my ask God,
2: my bad. Sorry, arm and hammer, fucking yeah. woods and a lucid, y'all. Of course, Shit. of course, damn niggas, yeah, my we'll bad. Never miss. Yeah, they don't, impossible. <laughs> I had to say that I couldn't leave them brothers out. They, I've been listening to their shit like a lot recently. For sure.
0: Yeah, uh, us too. Um, yeah. And normally we ask, what can we look for coming up? But I feel like <laughs> for you, it's a billion projects. But I know um, you yeah. have Thumbing for Foliage coming out in March. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that project and what it was like working with e
2: Yeah, for sure. Um Oh, shit, That I think, not for nothing, you know, I was working on like States Precarity and that joint simultaneously, like around the same time, whatever that uh, like year and a half time period was. And I'd always just wanted to work with Ewan from when I lived in New York and shit, because I was going to shows to like see bro all the time. And then we got like relatively close. So that was just some shit on like I really just be fucking with beats, man. I had to hit bro up and get some of that heat. And be like, yo, let's let's create like a thing that makes sense. So yeah, that's that's just some I don't know. I I hope niggas fuck with it because it's definitely an, an important piece. It's it's a little more brief, but that's for a reason for sure. Like, it's 12 joints, I named that shit that, like, I don't know, a lot. I peeped a lot of niggas was like, yo, that, is that title just because of weed? And I'm like, yo, nah, like, that's, you got to move through the fucking forest to get to the stuff, you know? And this world is that, it's like a, a flip on the states of precarity shit in a way, you know? Like. Uh, what's the best way to say it, like how you're moving through the world now that you have that mindset, if you will. At least, yeah, yeah. So I hope niggas fuck with it. It's going to be a good one. Buy them vinyls, y'all. Shout out to Bad Taste.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw the cassette just sold out for States of Precarity, right?
2: Yeah, them shit sold out first day. Shouts out to my niggas. (laughs) That's
0: so exciting.
2: Yeah, it's a crazy time right now. I've been holding on to a lot of work, but it's time to finally give niggas that shit. And I promise it's going to be a lot of just just your boy rapping. I did my, my shit with my niggas. The next couple things y'all going to see is just like me rhyming on somebody's shit for the most part, like just me and a producer. That's what it's going to be for a while. That sounds incredible.
1: Love the energy.
2: Um, I I appreciate that for real.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that was going to be your last question, but then I just had one more.
2: Um, No problem.
1: You seem to be, like, always creating, and is there anything that, like, I guess, like, hinders your creativity? Like, do you ever feel, like, in a rut? And, like, if so, what causes that? I just feel like you're always, like, overflowing with, like, ideas and projects.
2: Mm -mm. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't like to consider them ruts because, like, those are part of the process as well, you know? Like, there might be, like, three weeks where I don't write shit or make a beat, you know? and But that's part of the thing. I'm, I'm listening then. I'm reading stuff that I'm intrigued by in those moments. So... Yeah, I don't ever really feel like, I used to have moments where I was like, fuck, I have writer's block. But after I stopped thinking that way, shit started to open up. And the well was just like, hey, yo, I'm full. You can dip and get some water whenever you need. Just, you know, I might need a couple days to catch some rain also, my nigga. Don't be like, fuck, where the water at? Just wait. You know what I mean? So shit's been cool since then
1: no I think writer's block is like just a term that people use because they feel the need to always be productive
2: that's what I'm saying you know like just let that shit happen and if you let it happen I promise you won't be worried about writer's block you'll just be writing and then we'll have a couple days where you're not writing (laughs) and that's it like (laughs) yeah yo (laughs) I'm glad you asked that shit
0: for sure well thank you so much for coming on the podcast Uh, we really appreciate
2: it Hell yeah. I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for rocking with the album and shit. Let niggas know there's real shit around.
1: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know young Morpheus and check out his album, States of Precarity. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter, The Queue. See you next week.